Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and welcome to the Two Scene Podcast. Welcome first time listeners to the Two Scene Podcast, the podcast where two aspiring sports journalists predict baseball. Predict baseball, yeah. Uh, apparently, we're psychic. If you tuned in our last episode, we predicted a no-hitter from either Brandon Woodruff or Corbin Burns, and uh, what happened exactly? Corbin Burns did throw a no-hitter, <laughs> and with that note, I am your host, Tyler Foy, and alongside me today is my co-host and resident predictor as well, yeah. Nathan Lannon. Resident clairvoyant, resident psychic, uh... What, what 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 am I an esper? Yeah, <laughs> I can't believe I can't believe we made that uh, that take correct. But yeah. I want to point out that as much as we hype it out, it was like oh maybe less than a minute of us saying, oh yeah, it's gonna be a no hitter. Yeah, we kind of just glanced over it like, haha, yeah, this is gonna be a no hitter. Oh man, the Brewers pitching sure is great, and then it kind of actually happened. And now we're just running with it. Yeah, now we're running now with we're it. We're psychics. We're, we're right about everything. Well, we're smart. That's, we're psychic. That might not be true, but. <laughs> We do have a big episode, a big folder for today. We have a lot of topics that happened this past weekend. We're going to catch you up on everything that happened this weekend. So why don't you tune in and listen to us talk about it. And we're going to start with history. Max Scherzer notched his 3,000th strikeout this weekend. I mean, what an amazing feat. Obviously, he's one of the best pitchers that are is in baseball currently and definitely has a huge Hall of Fame resume yeah. for him going in the future. And just getting that 3,000 right. strikeout is just going to help him, you know, advance into baseball history. Yeah, I mean, if he wasn't already a first ballot Hall of Famer at this rate, I think getting that 3,000 strikeout mark has definitely solidified him as a Hall of Famer. And the best part, or the not the best part, but the most interesting part about it is that that strikeout's going to live in history with him wearing Dodger blue. Who would have seen that? Right. Who would have seen that? I mean, you would have thought that it would have been in national red. Because I, I, I think before the season, you would have thought that he would have ridden out his tenure with the Nationals until he retired. But seeing it happen in Dodger blue... Well, it, it's it's good that he's went that he's still winning on a winning team and contending now, and he's still performing at this elite level. But you know, it is a little sad that it didn't happen with the Nationals, the team he spent so much of his career with. I mean, yeah, and it's just he has been elite as a Dodger. He has been one of the best pitchers, if not the best pitcher in baseball since deadline. And you know, it's just sur- all of that surmounting to. This historical landmark, it's going to be interesting to see how he pushes forward and whether this Dodger team can make a make a World Series run. We know they have the uh, right. capabilities to, but it doesn't look like they're taking the division lead, at least getting that free bypass. No, nah, probably not. I, I mean, this. I mean, the Giants are the first team to clinch a playoff spot as of this recording, but uh, the, I don't think the Dodgers at this rate are going to overtake the Giants, but they should demolish whoever they play in the wild card game. Mm-hmm. But then again, it is only one game. But at the same time, I you can't not take the Dodgers there because no matter who they face, whether it's the Padres or Reds or even on the best day, the Mets. They, or the Cardinals. Or the Cardinals. They could, they're probably just going to mop the floor with them because they are they have that much more talent and that much more uh, oomph in their lineup. And just going back to Scherzer in general, he also, in that same game, pitched an immaculate inning, you know, just the guy he is, right? He just, yeah. if he's not one thing, he's doing another thing at the same time. He pitched his third immaculate inning of his career, which ties Chris Sale and Sandy Koufax for the most in a career 
which of three, three, yeah. three only. You would just think how rare maybe, it is. Yeah, I yeah. mean, he's just that spectacular pigeon that he does something that only the elite strikeout leaders can can say they've done. Right. Either. It's pretty noteworthy, especially when you find yourself in not only elite company like Chris Sale and uh, Sandy Koufax, but when those are the only two pitchers who have ever played baseball that you can compare yourself to with that third immaculate inning. It's pretty telling of Max Scherzer's greatness. Right, and I think there's a lot to say about Max Scherzer down the stretch, and just you could go on and on and on about what an amazing career he's had, but that's not what today's episode's completely about. I don't want to just sit here and talk about Max <laughs> right. Scherzer, but we have a lot that has happened this weekend. Nate, what was the biggest story to you? Well, my well, the biggest story to me was uh, the Mets taking the Subway Series over the Yankees in Queens during on the anniversary on the twentieth anniversary weekend of nine eleven. I think the I, I think what we all remembered from this weekend was I think Francisco Lindor's signature game as a Met so far. Uh, he had a three home run game, game three, to help the Mets close out the Yankees in a in a series that was as dramatic as advertised. And a little bit of, uh, yeah, you say dramatic, and there was a lot of tempers that flared in yeah. that third game. Yeah, Giancarlo Stanton and Francisco Lindor were jawing pretty much the whole way. They had words for each other. I think they both had huge games, but I will say Francisco Lindor did get the last laugh with that third game-winning homer. I remember watching it, and the uh, broadcast went absolutely crazy after Lindor hit that third homer, and it was like the stadium erupted. It, it was definitely a signature electric Mets moment I haven't seen in a while maybe since uh Pete Alonso hit homer 53 in his rookie year yeah and we can't take away that in general this series obviously has significance in terms of uh as we wind down the season who's going to be in the playoffs but I mean the real significance has to come from um just having a subway series on the 20th anniversary of 9-11 right it's it's pretty it's pretty incredible i i will say i i did they did wear first responder hats and helmets for the series i believe or at least for the game on september 11th which is such a great gesture gesture from both teams it's also a reference to when they did this uh when both teams did this almost immediately in the aftermath of 9-11 wearing those first responder hats making sure that they know that they were uh that they that the city thanks them and relies on them right and that was that i mean that was a huge story huge story for this week there's a lot of huge stories that happened this weekend but before we go back into these huge stories why don't we give a little breakdown a little scope about what's going on in each division and in each wild card race and the end of the podcast we'll go into some fun facts that you guys might not have known as we wind down the season i want to start off with the hottest team in baseball right now the Blue Jays are 15-2 and two in their last 17 games, putting themselves in the leading wildcard position in the American League East, or the American League in general, sorry. But what the heck is going on up there in Toronto? Yeah, there, there's something in the air. They have, I, they, I, I do believe, they beat the Rays the other night. They have uh, just been a machine lately. They are the hottest team in baseball. They're 9-1 and one in their last 10 They've been absolutely hitting like madmen. They had a 22 to seven game against the Orioles on Sunday. They are just frank. They frankly look unstoppable right now. I don't think they'll overtake the Rays for the no, division. No, they will. I don't not. think that's happening because there are game because I don't think the Rays will have much trouble with anyone else besides Toronto, and that and that would be enough for them to clinch the division. But I will say I think the Blue Jays they they haven't slowed down at all. 
So I do think that they're probably going to hang on to that first wild card spot, which does make it interesting because now one of the Red Sox or Yankees, or possibly both, if the Mariners heat up enough, are not going to make the playoffs. Are not going to make the playoffs. Well, I mean, that's it's it's getting stressful as we come down the wire here. Uh, but going back to the Blue Jays, I mean, absolute hitting machines, as you mentioned, the offensive output is crazy right now. But Vladdy Guerrero Jr. takes the home yeah. run lead, and you know what? There's a chance. I mean, there's only a few games left. You know, yeah. there's a well, yeah, you know, a few games left, but. There's a chance Vladdy Guerrero Jr., who just passed his father's his father's single season home run record, to get a triple crown. He could end up with the triple crown. I feel like he would need a few other players to enter a bit of a cold swing, but it's possible with a few games left, he's near the top of pretty much of all three of those statistical categories. I think it's certainly possible. I think he'd need a few things to break right though, but he's definitely solidified himself as one of the best players in baseball. If not, if not the league MVP, he's scary. He's scary when it gets in the box. This whole Blue Jays team is scary when they get in the box. And let's not just forget that they do have some decent pitchers there too. Right. I mean, Manoa went out there and destroyed the Rays. He went eight innings, giving up only one hit against a Rays offense that has been good this entire season that put him into the place that they're in right now. So, I mean, if he's going out there as a rookie and shutting down players and shutting down hitters that have been good all season, I mean, whew, I don't want any piece of this team. Right, yeah. I think they're the one team nobody wants to face right now. It's interesting to see how that momentum could continue into October. Like with with them potentially facing one of the Yankees or Red Sox in a wild card game, at this rate they would be hosting that game. So I do think they could overcome either of those teams if they're playing at home. It is interesting though because with the standings fluctuating so wildly in the AL East right now, anything could happen. And the way things are going, I do think that I, I or it's interesting to see that the the momentum carry over into October. Or they could, or because it is just one game with that wild card, they could this winning streak, this momentum could be stopped dead in its tracks. But I also don't see that happening. Right, and I think that just going into it, we have to look at the holistic scope right now of the wild card as we stand in the American League. And two teams that are battling out right now for that second spot is the Red Sox and Yankees. I mean, they're all battling at the same time, but this team, Blue Jays are just on another level right now. And the Red Sox and Yankees are basically having a competition of who can lose less. <laughs> and it's just so super stressful as a Red Sox fan watching every single game and watching us blow every single chance that we have, whether it's offensively or defensively. We're making mistakes in every single position. We're getting plagued by... a. A virus. Right. I mean, it just seems like everything is going the way or in a negative way for the Red Sox. And at this point, I'm losing a lot of hope uh, if they actually can make it. I don't know. I don't know. I think they can still make it, especially because things aren't really going much better for the Yankees. They failed to take they failed to take the Subway Series against the Mets. So now their 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 backslide has continued a bit. So I don't right. I don't know if as I don't know if it's as severe. They as walked the Red off Sox yesterday, yet. though. They did walk off. They had they were losing by four runs, and they came back and won the game. I right. mean, that's got to be a huge momentum swing for them in the locker room, especially because I mean they were about to lose an opening game series to the right. Twins. Yeah, no, you, that's just unacceptable if you are the Yankees to lose that series. But at the same time, or I guess it was a yeah. it was a makeup game, I believe, yeah. something like that. 
But it was against the Twins. That's still heartbreaking for the Yankees. I will say this, though. That kind of clutch win, that kind of come-from-behind victory is exactly what a team like them would need to really get the blood pumping and say, Mm -hmm. okay, we still got this. We just need to heat up the bats a little, hit more in the clutch, and and they'd be in good shape. I think that win was pretty much what they needed. And the Red Sox are doing so bad at this point. The Red Sox have only won one series in the last eight that they've played in if they lose tonight against the Mariners which obviously you guys will know the result of then that's already putting them in a position that they could lose another series I mean it's just it's just terrible it's stressful and it's overall disappointing on days that they have good pitching they can't hit on days that they have good offense their pitching is absolutely atrocious I mean it's difficult to watch but these two teams, the Yankees, the Red Sox, they're not the only teams fighting for this spot. The A's and the Mariners are very well into this race as well as we come down to the final games. Right, and if especially I think the Mariners, if they take this series against the Red Sox, or better yet, if they sweep this series against the Red Sox, they are right there with the Yankees. They're right there with the Yankees and the Blue Jays of contending for that last wild card spot. I mean, the Blue Jays are being in first, obviously, but like... But it's overtaking so, the Red Sox mm-hmm. would be huge because that, that that would feel more like a moral victory to them, I'm sure, than anything else. Like Because then they'd jump right ahead of the Red Sox should they sweep this series. And nobody, nobody had the idea that the Mariners were going to be in the wild card talks. I mean, right. people might have expected, I mean, we both did, said that they wouldn't be the worst team in the American right. League or they wouldn't be the worst team in the AL West. Right, but we matter. didn't think they'd be that great either. No, I mean, right. they've definitely been proving people wrong and, and just showing that they're a team that can compete. And it's kind of strange to say that. It's right. almost like the Giants. It's I don't think if it's quite... I, I, I will say it's interesting. I don't think it's quite like the Giants in the sense that it's a bunch of old guys returning no. to form and catapulting this team to the front of the front of the majors but at the same time it is a bunch of guys who you wouldn't but it is similar in the sense that it's a bunch of guys who you wouldn't expect to pull forward as much to come forward as much and step up but uh i i will say with the young talent the mariners do have it's also with, with that same happiness you have like that feeling of like oh you're ahead of schedule on your rebuild mm-hmm. and now you have something to build on in the offseason hopefully I don't know whether the Mariners have a big budget that they can spend right. and build upon what they have. Maybe they can make they can make some trades possibly because they know some people are working out, then other people's might not work out because you know you gotta baseball is a game of gambling on players, right? right? So I mean, if somebody's working out in the present, then you're not gonna want even if you're looking down the line in the future. There's no guarantee that guy in the future is gonna be working out like the guy you have in the position now. So I mean. We'll see what they do in the offseason. I think it's going to be interesting because they have to make moves. Right. I mean, they don't have to. I mean, they have a great they, system. Yeah. but They could just stand pat, but I also don't see that doing much for them, especially because it seems like the Astros have really revived a form lately, and the A's seem to constantly be retooling and re- and revamping. They never rebuild. They reload. So the the A's are always going to be right there. The Astros are still good. And the Angels always have the talent to mm-hmm. go for, even if they never do. So there's a lot of things you need to keep track of in that division if you're the Mariners for success. So I don't really think if you want to... Ins- like, the Mariners could be good again next year. They could, theoretically. But I, I don't know 
if you want to take that chance and their stand team pat, isn't sustainable, you know? right? Their team isn't sustainable in our eyes. And I think that's a general consensus here, but I would like to see them continue to do well. I mean, it's been a while since Mariners have had anything to really cheer about. Right. I mean, ever since Ichiro has been gone, how depressing of a fan base could you really have? Exactly. I mean, they haven't made the, Oh, well, King Felix. Yeah. You had King Felix, but no King Felix, but not a single one of those seasons was a playoff season. So, I mean, so I, I will say if they missed the playoffs this year, it'd be, it would be year 20, right? Of missing the playoffs. Something like that. Yeah, I believe so. I believe so. It would be year 20, um, in a row. So, I mean, man, I mean, it's just, it's just unrelenting pain for Mariners fans, like genuinely unrelenting, like like the which we've never seen in the four major sports so it would be pretty incredible for just the mariners to come out of nowhere here and make the playoffs but you know they do and there's a solid chance if they overtake the red Sox and can keep up down the stretch yeah and a team that and and they they just have so much going for them in the future it's it's just it's nice to see like you said that they're ahead of schedule on the rebuild but that kind of gives us a little synopsis on what is going on in the American League and the wild card race. The Rays, the Astros, and the White Sox still lead their divisions. The Blue Jays are in that top wild card spot with the Yankees and Red Sox just hanging on for that second spot, fighting it out. They're actually t- technically Yankees are in the spot, but they're tied in games back. It's not, you know, it's a confusing yeah, there's, situation. There's some tiebreaker. There is some tiebreaker. Following those two teams, you have the Seattle Mariners with two games back and the Oakland A's who are 2.5 games back. So super competitive, super fun to watch. Keep an eye on it. You're going to want to, and you're going to want to see what happens. But a team that is into the playoffs and is confirmed that they have a spot, whether it's wild card, which it's not going to be wild card, or the division lead. No, no, no. I don't believe so. You don't believe so. I don't know. It could be. It could be. It could be a wild card. I don't think so, though. I I mean, it's definitely possible, but... They've definitely you know. pulled f- further ahead with that last weekend series. But, as I was saying, uh, they have a playoff spot no matter what. They went into the season on fan graphs with a 5.7% chance of making the playoffs. The Giants are in the playoffs. The San Francisco... Yeah, I mean, if you would have told me at the beginning of the season that the San Francisco Giants would be the first team to clinch a playoff spot, I would not have believed you. I would have... I would have thought, okay, maybe they'll be all right. And, like, they have, like, a very, very outside shot at a wild card. But I doubt it. I mean, ESPN had them only having a 1.7% chance of making the playoffs. And Baseball Reference had them having a 8.9% chance of making the playoffs going into the season. Obviously, things change. You know, you can't really... You can't base everything on percentages, but... But nobody had this going in, you know. Right. I, I don't think I don't think any analysts I can remember had the Giants slotted as a playoff team, let alone a division leader in the NL West late in the September or mid in the mid September. But uh, I, I do think that it, it, this is just I think a testament to like th- this is probably the best that this lineup is gonna do. For a, for a good bit, especially because it is still a bunch of old guys propelling this team. A bunch of guys who've been here before. A bunch of guys who some would say are over the hill propelling the Giants to where they are. So I do think... I don't know how... Well, they do have a good system and they've got young guys on the way. But 
this is probably in the immediate future this is probably the best the giants are going to do which is a testament to just how well they've been playing this year and how ever and how everything is just broken the giants way between their pitching between the depth between it's depth yeah. depth depth for that team their team is, has people on stacks on stacks if, <laughs> i mean if one player isn't performing then they're just gonna sub another guy in and that guy can hit that day you know i mean it, it's pretty special uh, certain players stick out to me as what the heck happened here a player like logan webb i mean he kind of came out of nowhere and as a breakout player for them i like to put I like to point him out because he's not somebody that anybody expected to have a season that he is having, whether or not he is the best pitcher on the team, you know, having a record of what? He's uh, 10 and 3 as of this recording. I mean, he's been exceptional for them and he's been doing really well. He's been getting them wins. He's been playing when he needs to play. And another guy that's been doing that is Lamonte Wade Jr., who was traded to them from the Minnesota Twins, I believe. And he was hitting somewhere around the 200s. And now he's been a crucial part of that offense that has been clutch at some times. And he's been clutch at some times. And other times, just absolutely dominant. Right. It's been pretty incredible for the Giants when you have guys like that are relative unknowns before that come out and suddenly hit like suddenly hit and pitch like superstars in the clutch. Like this is, it's really been the story of the year for the Giants with those, with the proverbial misfits of, the proverbial misfits of baseball. They have been just, they, it's, the Giants have been, I think, easily the biggest surprise, uh, the biggest surprise contender in, I want to say the last like five or six years in the MLB. Like no, I don't think any teams quite come out of nowhere like the Giants have. And we mentioned that they're in the playoffs at this point. There's there's no doubt about that. They have clinched their position. We don't there might be a wild card spot, but I let's talk it. about it. Let's talk about those wild card spots. So right now the Dodgers are sitting up there with the top spot and the Cincinnati Reds are in there with the second slot, but only by a half game up. What happened this weekend, Nate? Well, the Reds did get hot. The Reds uh did over the Reds got hot. The Padres struggled some more. I do think that I still am on the train that I don't think the Reds will make the playoffs, especially with only a half-game lead as of this recording. I think, again, I just can't trust their bullpen. It's going to have to pull some minor miracles, I feel like, to make the playoffs still, even with that second wildcard spot. And it does, I will say, the Reds overtaking the Padres at this point does give me a little faith that the Mets can still make it, but... They would need just everything to break right. I don't know if it's a matter of the Reds getting hot. I mean, they've lost their last two games in in terms of this recording. But the it's I think it's more about right. the Padres continuing continuing to ice. fall off. They've lost four straight. They lost. They got they got swept by the Dodgers. They go into the next series. They have to face the Giants, and the Giants take Game One. They've lost four games in a row. Like I've said, they're. Three and seven in their last ten, only sitting half a game out of this position. But man, that locker room must be taking a hit, and it must be making an impact on them because they right. need to find it here. And if they don't, then, then they could be really curtains. out. Yeah, if they don't find it here, it's it's such a Herculean task too to find that mojo against the San Francisco Giants, especially when the Reds have it comparatively easier down the stretch. Like it's going to be, it's going to be very hard for the Padres to overcome. Like they're if they didn't wake up at all in that Dodgers series, I definitely don't see them waking up as much in a series against the San Francisco Giants, who are 
uh, as of right now, two games ahead of the Dodgers. Right, and I think another team we got to point out in this race is the Cardinals, who just came off the series with the Reds. They have won three games in a row, and they have had an interesting season, to say the least. Another case of old people kind of having an amazing season, Adam Wainwright, 40-year-old. 40-year-old Adam yeah. Rainwright in his last 11 starts is 9-1 and with a 1.72 ERA over 78 innings pitched. I mean, what the yeah. heck? Yeah, in that span, he I think he led the entire league in innings pitched and wins. And his ERA for the season now, I think it's like 2.88. He's, I mean, old guys getting it done. That's a big theme of this season, I guess. I will say the Cardinals, the Cardinals have heated up, have, have heat up a bit more. They after the series against the Reds, they absolutely walloped the Mets, another wild card contender, seven to nothing, with two more games of this series continuing tonight and tomorrow. The Cardinals could be in good shape going forward. They if the Padres stay cold and the Reds bullpen collapses like I think it will, then the Cardinals really could just sneak into that final playoff spot. Right. And and all of that is attributed because they don't they don't have a shot at the division lead because yeah. the Brewers are up there. I do want to talk about the Brewers a little more. Mm. Listen, we predicted we, a yes. no-hitter. We did predict a Brewers no-hitter. That is right. And that is what we have to we should talk more about <laughs> is that the yeah. Brewers pitched going a no-hitter to, against Cleveland yeah. who Cleveland has now been no-hit 3 times this season. God. That's just that that's just so unfortunate for them. 3 times. Like, and all 3 even, times. Like most teams don't even see that once in a season and Cleveland has seen it thrice. That's... All three times Zach Plezak was the starter on the mound. <laughs> we should have known that. Think, we should have known that. Do you think he's like? Do, what do you think is mor- Zach Plezak's morale is like at this point? Is like, is it just every time? Like, do you think he just goes in there? And is like, oh, it doesn't matter how good I pitch. We're just gonna get no hit anyways. I don't know if he goes in like, there with that attitude. Well, obviously but I mean... not. But it's like at that point, he's like, do you think it weighs in his mind at all? It's like, am I? Is that really just gonna happen to me? I think to be a <laughs> professional, you have to yeah. you'd have to brush it off. But right. man, that is rough for Zach yeah. Plezak. That is rough it's for just, the Cleveland in, the Cleveland baseball team. Right. It's just like it, it's so funny to me that he just goes in there. It's like like most pitchers don't even see that get get outperformed so badly by getting no hit once in a season. And this guy, maybe once in their careers, and Zach Plezak here has had it happen to him three times in one season. That's that's just totally unheard of. Right. And staying with the Brewers, big news in baseball today. Well, somewhat big news. Right. Ryan Braun announces his retirement after 14 seasons in the MLB. Personally, I don't really have that much care about the whole situation. But, you know, Ryan Braun, he retired. MVP, one time, steroid user. What are you going to say? I mean, he certainly certainly was a great player. He, He has those accolades. Uh, it's this retirement does feel a bit unceremonious, though. Yeah, I mean, like it he was out of the blue, and it's like, oh, okay. He wasn't like on a team. Right. He was a free agent. There was nothing really going on for him, and I guess he right. just decided after poor free agency market, he just decided, well, I think it's time to hang up the cleats. And... Like I feel like people would have thought he was retired before this point. Yeah, because he wasn't playing. Yeah. He wasn't playing well even before that free agency didn't go well like people like he was he wasn't making that big of an impact this late anyways so it doesn't come as a huge shock it's just it's just kind of like a neat little surprise and it's very unceremonious for a guy who was so good before 
And he did spend his entire career with the Brewers, so I, I don't know whether that holds any significance to Brewers fans out there yeah. that, you know, he stuck around, he stuck it out, and then at the end of his career, he decided, well, there's no other team that wants me, so I guess yeah. I'd retire as a Brewer. Yeah, if he, he retires Technic- as a free Technically. Well, yeah, he retires as a free agent, but it would be cool to see. I will say one thing that would be cool is, like, maybe if the Brewers sign him to a one-day contract so he can officially retire as a Milwaukee Brewer. But either way, he did spend his entire playing career with the Brewers, which is pretty pretty noteworthy. Through the th- through th- I, most fans will always appreciate a guy like that who stuck it out through thin, thick and thin. I know that David Wright is one of my favorite players of all time, uh, largely for that reason. Even on terrible, no good Mets teams, he was still the captain, the guy you could go to. Is he's reliable, fan favorite. Like I, I'm sure Brewers fans would. Uh, respect him for that same reason. I'm sure we'll see, because this has just happened kind of breaking news today. We'll see what Twitter says about it. I've seen some pretty funny things said on there, <laughs> uh, but I yeah. think that's just what happens when you're a noted PED user. You don't get that same respect that David Wright does, at least from the rest of the league, but Brewers fans might feel uh, a tinge of sadness today. And on the only way to counterbalance some a tinge, as you say, of sadness, <laughs> yeah. is by some fun stats. We're going to finish out this podcast episode with sharing some fun stats, as well as previewing what games are going on this week as we as we head into the middle of this work week and such. So one of my favorite fun stats this week that I learned about was Austin Adams is only three hit batters away from tying the single season record. <laughs> He's hit 23 yeah. batters. The record apparently is... 26 which yeah. happened in 1909 1909 yes god you know i wonder how i wonder how untouchable people thought that record would be or mm. at least that's a record you wouldn't even think about most of the time like how many times someone's hit a pitch someone's hit a batter mm-hmm. like I, I i know i'm not actively thinking about like when i'm thinking of stats or like or big records that are gonna get broken i'm not thinking of most hitters pitched not only because it's not a record you exactly want to have. No. But <laughs> definitely not. But um it, it's it's not a record you want to have, but it's also one that you don't even really think about like when you think of like poor like poor statistical records like that. It's not even one that really comes to mind. But I w- but it is definitely pretty funny that like almost over 100 years later someone's finally within the realm of breaking that record. And as we mentioned earlier, the Mariners are having a season to remember in terms of what they had expectations going into it. And to be awarded for their fine work, the Mariners are being are going to be the home of the 2023 All-Star Game. That got announced today. Right. Uh, I thought it was a neat selection. The Mariners haven't really... Mariners fans haven't really had much to cheer for in these past two decades uh, watching Mariners baseball. But this is definitely nice. This is something that something pretty noteworthy for them, and uh, it it is a decent reward for a good season played with a with a ton of young talent. The Mariners could be finally on the rise again pretty soon with the talent they have and the mm-hmm. season they've had. I, I think uh, rewarding them with the All Star Game is a good decision. Yeah, we mentioned a few a couple episodes ago when we were talking about the National League and its grand scope. We mentioned that the Marlins have a lot of young pitchers coming up through their system, but right. somebody we didn't mention is their current ace of the team, which is Sandy Alcantara. He took a no-hitter into the seventh inning this weekend, and actually, Sandy Alcantara has six games 
of eight innings pitched and one run or less allowed this season, which leads the MLB. Fun fact, right. Sandy Alcantara. He's a good pitcher, if you guys don't he know. He is him. a very good pitcher, yeah. It's definitely, I feel like he's been, other than Jazz Chisholm, probably the bright, or maybe even including Jazz Chisholm, the brightest spot for the Marlins this season. I think as that rotation continues to round into form in the coming years, they all, all the guys on that rotation get a bit more experience under their belt get a bit more developed they're gonna it's definitely gonna be a force to be reckoned with and i can de- and as we can clearly see sandy alcantara is probably going to be the front of that rotation the ace yeah and i do love to talk about like, these bright stories like like right. jazz chisholm right he's a rookie and he's done well a feel-good story for everyone out there today was or well yesterday was jose siri which is a rookie for the astros after waiting eight seasons in the minor leagues, finally got his MLB debut. Right. He's the first player in history, or at least since RBIs became an official statistic in 1920, if you want to be, yeah. you know, if you want to be if that guy. Be, if you want to be super technical, but basically have, at the sport's infancy. To have at least five RBIs and two homers in his major league debut. I mean, what a game for him. He went four for yeah. five in a game that they won 15 to one. Right. But I mean... Eight years, you know, you sit there. You wait, yeah, you wait eight years for that moment. He, I, I think he proved more than anything. Hey, he was ready to get called up. Yeah, he was he did more than amazing, ready. Amazing yeah. start for Jose Siri. And I, I can't imagine what that, that feeling is to just knock it out of the park, literally, right, on your right. first attempts. You know, I mean, that's crazy. That is something wild. And it's something that we might not see again because, I mean, five RBIs and two home runs is a pretty good start to your your career right I, I don't think you could do much much better outside of like maybe hitting the cycle in your debut mm-hmm. and one other thing that happened in the MLB before we break down some scheduling is that Puerto Rican players again will be allowed to wear number 21 tomorrow which is today the day of this recording right. on Roberto Clemente day of course and actually they're expanding the amount of people that can wear these jerseys right. uh, to people that request that they can re- wear these jerseys it's not just Puerto Rican players you can actually now players I'm sure it's a process it's 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 good to see uh, the MLB honoring its players like the, uh, honoring its more legendary players like this I will I will say that uh, I, I also thought it's it's just a very nice gesture. I think it's great that more and more players are being allowed to wear 21 on Roberto Clemente Day. Hopefully, maybe one day it'll become like Jackie Robinson Day. I don't know if it'll have that same scale, but it could become like Jackie Robinson Day, where the entire where across the league all you see is 21. Mm-hmm. But uh, it, it it's definitely a nice gesture. Now. As we close out this episode, let's talk about what is the key matchups, what to look for for this week as we move into the weekend uh, for our weekend episode. The Blue Jays continue to play against the Rays for another three games, I believe. You got to tune into it. Division leader versus wild card leader. You got to know what's going on. The Blue Jays are hot. I predict, I mean, that they're going to continue to be hot. I have no right. reason to believe that they're going to keep there's fall no, off. Yeah, there's no reason to hop off the Blue Jays train now. I mean, especially when they did destroy the Rays last night. I think they can keep it hot. I definitely don't think it'll be a sweep. I think the Rays maybe take one or two games just because they are, you know, that good. But I, I still think the Jays will win this series. Another key series uh, that is coming up is the Mets and Cardinals battling for that second wild card spot. Uh, the Cardinals took the first game, as I already mentioned, seven to nothing last night. 
but uh, it should still be pretty. And it sh- hopefully the games will be. It's still an interesting series, and hopefully the games, uh, the two games following last night, will be more competitive. And another team that has been that is also in that same race is the Cincinnati mm. Reds, and it might not be a competitive matchup, but. The Reds have two series against the Pirates as we come down the right. stretch this season. It's going to be important for them to take every single game they can against the Pirates, who is notably who are not notably, a good yeah, baseball who are team. Notably very bad. I think if you're on the train that thinks the Reds are going to make the playoffs, this is a good week when you've got two series against the Pirates coming up. There, I mean, it's not unreasonable to assume the Reds could sweep those series and really solidify themselves in that final wild card spot. But you still do have teams like the Cardinals and Mets and possibly the Phillies on your Cardinals, Mets, the the Cardinals, Mets, Padres and Phillies all on your tail. And in a similar situation, the Yankees get to start a series against the Orioles. So they're going to be wanting to take every single game. In fact, the night of recording this episode, uh, it is going to be. Garrett Cole on the mound, so I mean, I predict that they're going to definitely take that game. I mean, they got a great shot, too. It's Garrett Cole versus yeah. the Orioles. He's but... basically a free win every five days. So, so, I mean, yeah, we'll see if the Orioles can fight back, though. Come on, come <laughs> yeah. on, Orange guys, you can, you can let's do go. It. You can get your, yeah, yeah, They if they won tonight, it'd be their 47th win of the season, so... You know, may, may, maybe that's a maybe that's a milestone they're hoping for is fifty wins, and maybe right. <laughs> just maybe if they beat the Yankees, they'll uh, erupt in celebration. And keep your eyes out for the Red Sox Mariners series. We talked about the importance of that series as we come down to it, and they need every single win. Both right. teams Both need teams to win do. this game, so it's going to be intense. It's going to yeah. be exciting. Whoever wins this series could really, depending on if the Yankees stay cold, could really decide who gets that second wild card spot. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And the Athletics, another team in that same race, is going to be facing the... Kansas City Royals. The Kansas City Royals in that series as well. They're going to need to take those games off the Kansas City Royals. But the comp- Kansas City Royals, much more competitive than right. the Pittsburgh Pirates and the Orioles. But it is baseball, so we'll see what happens with that. The Braves are playing against the Rockies on thursday they should be in atlanta so they should be able to solidify their division lead a bit more they should be able to but once again oh yeah well i mean yeah you're right you're right yeah their away record is completely terrible but their home record is amazing for some reason but uh yeah the car the rockies on the road against the braves who are who still have a nice semi-comfortable cushion on their nl nl east lead should be able to dispatch the rockies pretty easily but you know, it is baseball, and anything could happen. And the Padres continue to play off against the Giants to try to get into the playoffs. So they've been on a cold streak here, and we'll have to see whether or not they can pick it up against these Giants at some point of this series. They need it. And those are the games of the week. Those are what we think is going to be the ones you're going to pay attention to. All of you, everything. Basically, right. we just said Watch pay baseball. attention. Pay, pay attention, attention to, to all these series. Except, I mean, except for the one. I will say one we didn't mention was Astros Rangers, which shouldn't be really notable. The Astros are probably just going to solidify their series lead against a team that's openly tanking. And, and then, then the Dodgers Diamondbacks. Yeah. Really oh man. That one. Oh man. That one could get so competitive. Well, to be fair, it is the do- <laughs> well. It, we should mention it because if right. we're going to mention these other teams playing the bad ones, the Dodgers are going to be playing against the Diamondbacks, 
and they need the wins as well. They're two games behind the Giants here. Padres take two games. The Dodgers win, sweep the Diamondbacks, and all of a sudden now the division lead is tied. Right. I mean, it, I will say it's definitely more likely for the Giants to lose to the Padres than the Dodgers to lose to the Diamondbacks. But I still think both the Giants and Dodgers are going to win these series. So I don't think it'll matter too much in the long run. And then the last series, I mean, I guess if you like, I mean, I guess if you really want to watch Shohei Otani more, which let me uh, preface, you absolutely should want to watch him more. They're, the Angels and White Sox have a series this weekend or a series this week. I don't know if it'll be a good one, but uh, but the, it should definitely be something to watch. It sh- there will be a lot of talent on that field, on that diamond. Also, the Brewers are playing against the uh, the Tigers, and uh, mm. just want to throw this out there. There might be a no hitter in that game. <laughs> there might you be know, a no hitter. Wait a minute, you guys. There might be a no hitter in that game, in that series. Brandon actually. Woodruff and Peralta will be going yeah. at it. So I mean, there might. Hey, there might you be see, a no hitter. There might be a no hitter. You guys might want to watch. I Brewers mean, no hitter. You, yeah, you don't stop predicting things when you're hot. <laughs> that set. Those are famous last words. But uh, no. No, there could be another no-hitter. <laughs> there could be. There's there already been be. seven this year. It's been a wild <laughs> year for no-hitters. Right. And we're going to make sure that we predict every single one yeah. from now on. If we call every game a no-hitter, pretty soon one of them will be a no-hitter. And Again. then we'll be right. We'll, we'll be it right. won't be on a 100% success rate, but fact, there will still be success. In fact, in sometime, <laughs> sometime tomorrow, there will be a perfect game. Who knows? Who knows? Four home run game. Four home run game? Something's happening. Wow. Something's happening between this episode <laughs> and the next episode. Yeah. And we want you to be there for the next episode. So we thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Two Scene Podcast. If you want to listen again, tune back in on Saturday for the next episode of the Two Scene Podcast. If you want to stay up to date, you can follow us at the Two Scene Pod on Twitter and on our personal accounts where we're much more active at Tyler underscore underscore Foy and at Lannon underscore Nate. We thank you so much for tuning into this Wednesday edition of the Two Scene Podcast, and we look forward to seeing you again on Saturday for our weekend scope. Yeah.